It's a Friday evening on SAFM, the art of everything with myself, Bridget Masinga. We are live on social media. Wherever you are, we tend to be as well. Our handles are at SAFM Radio and, of course, at Bridget Masinga. So we kick off the first hour of the show, ordinarily, as you know, with Made in SA. Uh, and this uh, focuses on entrepreneurs, creatives, artists that are really doing phenomenal things, not just here within our South African borders, but, of course, on the continent of Africa as well. Now, hair care line uh, manufactured by the great Africa Hair Company, um, or rather should I say they're an award-winning hair care line, and uh, the great Africa Hair Company is the uh, manufacturer, and we're speaking to the founder of uh, the company, Grant Haynes, is joining me now, is marketing manager. Is Grant is a marketing manager or founder of, of uh, the great Africa Hair Company? So I'm currently the marketing manager for Great Africa Hair Company, and I was also instrumental in working with uh, Salil Dingra, who is the founder of the organization. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Now it makes perfect sense. Uh, the Great Africa Hair Company, they say uh, a name says a lot, and this one definitely does. When I, when I think about the Great Africa Hair Company, I'm thinking that for all of our needs on this continent, you guys are then the solution. Absolutely. Uh, that was the intention. Um, you know, Salil and I both had many years of experience in the hair care industry. Mm-hmm. And I think as as the industry uh, developed and as the economy developed and as borders become uh, more fluid, mm-hmm. we realized that you cannot speak to people in only South Africa any longer. You've got to speak to people on the continent mm-hmm. holistically. Yes, yes. And and how did the company come to be? I mean, we know that the conversation of hair has been highly topical, especially around African communities. And as you've just said, not just in South Africa, but outside of our borders and even as far wide as uh, the North Americas, hair, particularly hair of African people, is of great discussion and oftentimes it's really a polarizing discussion. So I'm intrigued as to how then the Great Africa Hair Company came to be and what were you trying to sort of plug into when it came to this conversation? Yes, uh, as far as how the company came to be, uh, both Salila and I have worked in the industry for a number of years. I think our combined experience is close to 30 years. Mm -hmm. And my uh, personal background is also in retail. Ah. And what we've realized in working both in retail and on retail is that there's still a massive chasm that exists when you go shopping at your local retail outlet, Mm -hmm. Um, specifically the national supermarket chains and even some of the pharmaceutical chains. Mm. If you walk down the personal care aisle and you look at the hair care assortment, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to see about uh, 20 modules or Mm -hmm. 20 meters of space for straight or wavy hair Mm. and maybe three or four meters for people with curly or multicultural hair. Mm. Um, and so for us, that is where the massive chasm exists, where the massive opportunity lies. And we want to help uh, retailers to not just solve the problem, but to actually dissolve the problem mm. and rebuild that set uh, for uh, the consumer and make it more relevant for the South African and African consumer. Aha. So you say you want to help retailers. Does this now mean that you are the middleman between myself, the consumer and the retailer? And what kind of services are you providing to them? Is it like advisory services? Are you introducing them to new products? Are you identifying, um, like you say, those gaps in the market where they could plug in? Yeah, so we we, we started our business uh, with uh, 
providing them with some of the best brands that are available internationally. Mm. But it, it has always been and now is the reality that we are also producing more and more products locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest part of our turnover is produced locally and we're creating more and more jobs and, and a really vibrant business. So we want consumers to have the, the freedom of choice. Mm. We, you know, if you go to uh, a beauty store, you need to find what it is you're looking for, whether the product is made in the U.S. or made in the, in, in South Africa. Mm. That's not really the issue. Mm-hmm. The issue is you as the consumer must have that freedom of choice. Yes. And of course, because we are South African, the uh, company is locally owned and managed, we want South African products to be the heroes, but it's not always the case. You yes. Know, we, you, you have to balance economies and make sure that you have a viable business mm-hmm. and then grow your local component to be the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we started out by uh, increasing the assortment in retailers who were willing to listen to us and work with us. Um, you know, some retailers were a lot more aggressive, especially during the time of COVID, uh, which is shortly after the business got started. Mm-hmm. Um, and other retailers are kind of slow to come to the party uh, yes. and slow to change. And and U.S. consumers would be the best judge of that. But mm-hmm. we're willing to work with all retailers and we're wanting to make products more accessible for consumers. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I love about uh, the Great Africa Hair Company in terms of what you aim to achieve is that uh, you guys also want to, to be used as a tool and a vehicle of, of supporting particularly small and new uh, brands um, and assisting them to gain access and shelf space in retail in retailers because we do know that there is a struggle. You could have an incredible product and so often on this show, um, you know, we've spoken to so many people who are in the fast-moving consumer goods category of hair and beauty who've got really great products, who use really great indigenous, uh, you know, ingredients, and they've got lots of traction and support on social media and that small, close community, but they are struggling because they get muscled out of the big retailers by the big-name brands. Yes. So uh, it's, it's, it's on a number of levels that mm. small businesses do struggle with retail. And retailers often talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Yeah. So they'll say, uh, yes, sure, you can come into our business, but these are the terms and conditions to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, and when things go wrong, which it often does, mm-hmm. they're not there to support these guys and, and, and help them uh, to improve and help them to fix the problems that might exist within that small business. Because mm-hmm. dealing with the retailer is, uh, can be quite a daunting task, mm. especially if you haven't done it before. So we, we bridge that gap. Uh, we do work with smaller brands. When smaller brands come to us and need assistance, the first question we ask them is, are you ready? Mm-hmm. In other words, do they, does the, the, the business itself have the necessary infrastructure, mm. uh, the necessary capital? Because once you go into retail, mm. your brand takes off. It's you need to fuel that rocket ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and often uh, small business is not able to do that. Some retailers do support them, but mostly retailers are in it for the money. They're in it for the shareholder value. Of course. So we are there to kind of balance the books and say to them, no, be careful. Before you sign this document, mm. read the fine print. Mm. Know what you're letting yourself in for. Otherwise, it could be a, uh, a slippery slope. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are talking to uh, Greg Hines, who's the uh, marketing manager for Great Africa Hair Company, uh, instrumentally positioned in the world of fast-moving consumer goods uh, and providing a plethora of services. And of course, you say one of your biggest assets is your international exposure as a company. And I can see how this can be mutually beneficial, not just for the, the products that you yourselves now produce, but for also every stakeholder that falls under your umbrella. Um, yes, so of course, when that uh, when a brand is ready to pop it, that is ready to go international, we are there to support. Mm. Uh, we do have um, good working relations in various countries with people who work within those uh, those places, mm. and we can assist uh, if brands need to go offshore. Um, we're currently working on one of our local brands to, in fact, do that because mm. it can. Um, but we also. Uh, want to be innovative. You mm-hmm. know, we don't just want to be another new product. product. Yeah. There are so many people producing leave-in conditioners um, or oil moisturizers in the petroleum industry. Yeah. But what, what makes their product different? You know, why should consumers choose their product over another? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's really where we get very excited. When we see something different, innovative, that's new and interesting, mm-hmm. we, we want to be there. Awesome stuff. Uh, and can we just, uh, I mean, you, you know, we did cover the fact that uh, you guys also manufacture products alongside uh, other entrepreneurs whose, whose products you, you also help uh, sort of, you know, facilitate position and get out there. You also import a, a number of other brands. Can we just a little bit more about the, the stuff that you yourselves manufacture? Yeah, so... Uh, uh, Locally, we are in the personal care space and the hair care space. Mm. Uh, so we also have personal care products. We uh, And again, it's about innovation. So mm. in the personal care space, we do uh, sanitizer sprays for okay. personal use as well as household use okay. um, and, and foggers, etc. And again, it's, it's all based on innovation. So mm. we, we don't just sell a sloppy gel. We actually <laughs> give you something that works a lot better than the competitor. Um, and that's pleasant to use mm. um, and then in the hair care side we've, we've uh, launched a plant-based uh, natural uh, hair product which oh. is also good for your skin um, called AfriPure okay. and we, we take that into communities um, on Monday, Tuesday next week we're in Botswana for a strategic session with one of our, our partners in Botswana mm. um, the rest of next week we, we have meetings in Johannesburg and then on next weekend, we attend the Afro Hair Lunch in Kimberley, mm. with a community, which is a community event. And uh, we go to these events and do experiential um, marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people get to play with our product. They get to learn to use it. They get DIY um, advice. Mm. And we teach them how to make other products even better mm. uh, by enhancing it with these plant-based ingredients. Awesome stuff. Grant, thank you so much for enlightening us a little bit more about the great, uh, um, the great Africa Hair Company, which actually just launched not too long ago. And Grant is the marketing manager for the company. Uh, you have an online presence, social media presence, so very important in this day and age. It seems like uh, now we're always directing people to social media handles because yes. uh, that's where we the live 24-7. The company is definitely on social media, uh, both Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. If, you, if you search Great Africa Hair Company, it will come up very quickly. Awesome and stuff. Follow our page. Uh, we always offer lots of interesting advice and tips. And uh, we'll take, uh, take you through to some of our other brands that we have within the assortment. 
Great stuff. That was uh, great. Uh, Grant Hines, who is the uh, marketing manager for the uh, Great Africa Hair Company. Uh, it's just gone 25 to 8 o'clock right here on the Art of Everything. SAFM is where you're hanging out on this Friday evening.